concurrently the world's walk. On one there is a mountain of white leaves that moves with the wind, settling where we move. On one there is a mountain of white leaves that moves with the wind, settling where whim wills it. On another, a desert of red beads that never shifts, a walkway of gilded glass that is opaque, a volcano of molten diamonds that never cools. Chaos is what I will name thee, said the first. Marvelous movement, bereft of purpose, absent in alignment. I am born to mend. Is this to be my first sculpture? The universe realigned according to the first's instruction. Oceans became of water, infernos became of fire, and forests became of green. However, unease settled upon the first, as if still there was much left unfinished. Hello? said a voice from beyond. Whose is the voice that reaches? I am the second. I am the first. The second waded into the universe, sweeping its gaze over stillness and melancholic stagnation. What an astonishing array you have wrought. A beautiful bounty among the cosmos. But still... It is unfinished. Yes. What more is there to be done? Allow me. The second stepped forth, melding the work of the first into movement. The worlds danced and floated, endlessly flying betwixt melodies of starlight and jubilee. I see now. I have given it eternity. You have. They observed the composition as it turned, content in watching the spinning of orbs and the flashing of eons. Until... Hello? Whose is the voice that shatters? Whose are the words that pray? I am the third. We are the first, and the second. The third smiled upon beholding their symmetry. Magnificent. A system and a symphony. Your work is pristine, precise, perfect. Except, is there something that remains? What is left to fathom, third? Look. The three surveyed, as the third asked, and watched as the worlds collided in their revelry, watched as the universe began to undo itself. Why? It is a thing of anarchy. As I said, it has a system and a symphony, but there is no story to keep it from unraveling. What should we do? Watch. The third wrote into the void, Words, countless words that spun out into existence, twisting and turning the worlds into pathways, 
shaping their composition into music. I see now. Yes. You have given it direction. I have given it guidance. For millennia they watched. For eons they lingered in silence. For ages they fathomed the depths of their creation. We should have names. What is a name? It is what you are, what you have been, and what you always hope to be. I see. Then I am order. I am infinity. And I am fate. So was born existence, and the three who made it. Once upon a time, there was a duel. Two fighters clad in heavy steel. Day and night they railed against each other, twin longswords singing deadly ballads of bravery and fortitude, vicious blades of bonded vision. In another life, they had been peers, raised and trained to do glorious battle against foes of monstrous intent. An order of valor and virtue, a circle of knights, adorned in bright armor. It had been their honor, it had been their duty, it had been their lives, to seek out the great unfair winds that blew, and to shout against them. Yet, as destiny so commonly corrupts, their webs entangled soon with a gray sentiment and doubt filtered into their ranks. Discord reigned, and the circle became a point. The last of them took it upon themselves to do as they had been raised to do, to do as they had felt was right to do. The first of them cast away their cloak, their fetters, and filled themselves with fire. They glowed with the light of a lost refrain. Nothing left but spite and spit and splinters. They tread along perpendicular pathways, one doing what the other would never, the other doing what its foil would not, an ivory waltz without a partner. It was never in question whether eventually they would meet again, the two. And they did, at the top of a well-walked mountain, over a trail well drawn. No need for walking sticks. Surrender. Perish. They were alone there, at the crossroads. So what follows is hearsay and rumor, a string of logics and hastily concluded assumptions. What follows is the truth. Each clash was met with equal force, each blow with searing pain, 
the last of them could not help but plead hope behind every strike, yearning to free an old memory. The first of them could not help but laugh, hate fueling a plume of smoke, desperately clinging to wrath and rage. They echoed together for a length unknown, until one bowed, until one fell. You cannot, said the fallen. What are you without me? Free, replied the victor. Free to be without. Hey everyone, once again it's your friendly neighborhood narrator Matthew Collins here stopping the podcast for just a few words here between stories. First off, thank you so much for coming back here in episode 3 to listen to the show again if you're a returning listener, or even for the first time if you're brand new and taking a chance. To all of you out there that continue to tune in to the 100 stories, it means a lot. I really appreciate you. Now, if you enjoy the show and are thinking, How best can I go about supporting the show other than listening to it? Hmm. Well, I have an answer for you. Tell everyone about it! Word-of-mouth advertising is the most effective and the most affordable for yours truly. I'm counting on you, faithful listener. My fate is in your hands. Our next episode will be up somewhere in the beginning of March. Keep your eyes open. If you want to stay informed on all the news and updates regarding The 100 Stories, follow us on Twitter, at The 100 Stories. Capital T, capital S, and 100 is the number, not the words. I hope to see you all there soon. Alrighty, I think that's it. It's time I let you all go to enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. historic moment. A vessel of steel we have crafted, a grand ark to carry us below, down to the very depths of our world. Our betters have entrusted upon us the will to discover and bear witness to spectacles previously unheard of, to traverse to the fathomless reaches and return with the stories of what we left behind. We know not what awaits us. 
We know not what dangers lurk there in the pitch black at the bottom of the sea. We know not if we shall survive this endeavor. But endeavor we must. Endeavor we will. I and the other crew have been instructed not to write dates at the borders of our journal. The nature of our mission restricts us so. I have been given to believe that we operate in the utmost secrecy, as for some reason or another it would be disadvantageous for our neighbors to discover our intentions. As such, know that today is the first day of our journey. The crew is anxious and the captain a fierce wind. He says we carry a great responsibility. I say we should carry a sum of weights, that we might sink to the bottom with all speed. The sooner we may return, the better. Already I miss our home. Today marks the beginning of our second week at sea, and I am beyond myself. Such wonders! The captain was right, my apprehension was misplaced. Just yesterday we saw a luminous forest that swayed to the tune of the ocean's breath, that is, the current. Within its boughs were many hundreds, perhaps thousands of crystal fruit. I managed to acquire one such. Diamond. The trees bear diamonds, and they are shaped as though intricately carved, perfectly round. We shall gather more on our journey home. The captain has redoubled our efforts after this first most fortuitous discovery. Onward, then. May all such wonders be as that diamond glade. It is now the sixteenth day since we embarked. The animal life here is sparse, but not non-existent. I looked out the window after awakening this morning, and a pod of whales greeted me. They were not unlike those we see in the more common waters, but they had a very noticeable difference. These whales had scaled hides, almost rock-like in its appearance and texture. As all life does, they have evolved in response to their environment. But what has driven it? This we hope to find out. The captain announced that tomorrow we will be diving further below. I and the crew are optimistic. Some thought they, the whales that is, wished for us to follow. But this is nothing but conjecture. No animal is quite so intelligent. Besides, they would have led us away from our destination. Perhaps another expedition may yet find where these whales lead, but not ours. Day 18. The reinforcement on our hull is holding well. There are no signs of the pressure overcoming us, and we have had no cause for emergency. The only dissonance I can perceive is this. Since we have dived, there has been no sign of wildlife, down to the smallest fish. The fauna, too, is barren. There are cracks in morale as well, sudden as they were to appear. One upon the bridge swears they saw a great eye peering somewhere at us from within the blackness. Impossible. The only explanation for the absence of life here is that the pressure is too great for it. 
so I must conclude that this crewman was simply suffering from exhaustion or some such. The captain agrees. No cause for alarm just yet. A month we have spent now below the sea, and we have today seen something truly unnerving. By instinct, it would seem, the captain ordered spotlights on the area around the ship. We have refrained from doing so constantly, as they are a drain on our supply, but they serve their purpose well if today was any evidence. There were ships, vessels, some not unlike ours, floating, dead in the water, their wreckage scattered in wide swaths, large chunks missing from each. The sinking proof of a maw large enough to rend our underwater abode in twain. I am beginning to think that my instincts surrounding our journey were not mistaken. I am beginning to think, perhaps, that the crewman on the bridge that day was right. There is a monster here, in the deep below the sea. Where are we? A little north of who knows where, and about seven-somethings east of completely lost. Rest easy. All will become clear. Eventually. Right. Have you ever been down there, RJ? At the bottom of the ocean? Yes, I have. I don't care to return, though. Had a two o'clock lunch meeting that turned into a whole cadre of lunch meetings. Nightmare, honestly. I came back around in a rather convoluted and painful manner. Sounds about right. If you're asking if I ever encountered the monster from the story, maybe. Hard to say. Why is that? Well, there's quite a few monsters that could fit that particular description. Great. Hey, RJ. Yes? We're gonna make it. Right? Yeah. Yes. I think we are. <laughs>